When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey guys, good morning. Welcome to the Thursday edition of the Donna and Steve Experience on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. You said it, sister. Thanks, Steve. Good to see ya. You always say it, sister. Thank you. Uh, hey, it's Throwback Thursday, which means coming up today at 1130, hour three, if you listen on our podcast, a little Throwback Thursday music trivia. And if you listen on the podcast, that segment won't be included because there's a lot of licensed music in it. So I'm sorry that I teased that, but I do want to say that we appreciate you listening on the podcast. Well, listen, listen live. Yes, listen live. yes. That, is the, that is the tease as you sit your buns down and listen to three hours of Donna and Steve. Come on. Yeah. Some people say it's not enough. Many people say it's far too much. <laughs> and it's nice to have a little bit of all that. Uh, we have that today at 1130. 1030, the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. Donna, I believe, is ahead by one this year. And so we will uh, go tete-a-tete. Okay. So to speak. That was close. Is it And we've lost her. Already, it's 9.05. Let us, let's break down. Let me just start with this news that I read regarding the wildfires that are coming out of Canada and caused New York to look like Mars yesterday. Here is not great news. And by the way, bear in mind that when we talk about these wildfires in the context of this conversation, it's just about how it's impacting air quality and stuff like that. We know how destructive the fires are, and these are just you know gravely serious, obviously. But as it came in and interrupted some pop culture, I see this that says Canada says this could be its most destructive wildfire season ever. Oh, man. Which could make for a rather smoky American summer as those winds blow down. We experience that from time to time throughout the summer. Um, and so, I don't know, it's not a not a great sign for the folks in Canada. If you are a big fan of crystal clear blue sky days, some of those will be impacted this summer. So Okay. Just let you know. know. Yankees game got postponed. You have friends in New York and in, in, yeah. in Jersey, Donna, many of whom are still in prison. And did you get an opportunity to connect with them yesterday? I did, but that wasn't the reason. We were just, you know, we were, I talked to Drew, my brother. I talked to Mary, Mary. my uh, BFF in New Jersey. And she was saying that a neighbor of hers is having a hard time because she um, had gone through lung cancer treatment. And... So she was telling me about that. And I'm like, wow, how bad How bad is it? She's like, it's pretty smoky around here. I'm like, hmm. I thought it was smoky up here, you know? Um, 
Did you see some of the pictures? I, I have not. Oh, my gosh. You have to see them because otherwise you might be thinking, just sort of as Donna is reasonably thinking, we get this, too. We yeah, get the hazy yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. We had it last week, uh, two weeks ago, where the sun was setting every night and you could stare directly at it and it had a Tatooine kind of a vibe. Well, New York was like, hold my beer. Because I saw pictures from people yeah, on Instagram. that's bad. And it just, if like if you were in Midtown, you would look, ima- imagine Midtown in an orangish haze. Yeah, wow. Yeah, look, I'm seeing it thick. now. People busting out their COVID masks again. Like, wait, where's that? Good thing I still have this. Yeah, Here, wow. Some of the things that they told folks to do, um, and, and this would be the same for us if air quality gets bad at any given point. They say, you know, obviously you want to favor time inside, particularly when it's as bad as it is right now. Stay inside, windows and doors closed. Uh, Keep your central air running if you have it. That's per the EPA. It has a fresh, if it has a fresh air setting, switch it to that recirculation mode so you're not pulling in all the air from the outside. Um, And they even said avoid frying food, doing strenuous activity, taking the dog for long walks, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then if you have an, a window AC unit, they say that you would only want to use that if you could seal up the window frame gaps and close the outdoor air damper. Sure. Otherwise, you're bringing all that stuff right into you. Oh, my gosh. Hey, uh, you said it was, um, the, Holly, the, the in your dirt alert there, the, uh, the, the Broadway actress in the one-woman show who she sort of tapped out after 10 minutes and said, I can't go on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the I thought, what a night for the understudy. Because yeah. then the understudy came on, 10 minutes on, they restarted the show. And I mean, isn't this what they're waiting for? They're saying, hey, I'll risk it. If I have to heave my way through this, this is my opportunity to to be the one-woman show on Broadway. Yeah, and that was, Jodie Comer was the actor that stepped away, and you know her from Killing Eve. And this is her Broadway show. It was a matinee performance, but she had to tap out after 10 minutes. So then they took her off stage. Rearrange the kitchen, then the show started over again with that understudy. Listen, wow. understudies—they're—they're—they're they're, they're here for such a time as this. You get the flu, you can't go on for any reason, and then they're thinking, "This is it. This is my moment." Being an understudy—that's kind of a—you have to be a patient person because you really have to prepare, and you're probably never going to be called. Like the chances are pretty slim, right? Right, and generally. In some productions, your ensemble as well. So you're learning all these different ensemble parts, and you have to be off book and ready at the drop of a hat. You know, God forbid, mid-show, like it happened yesterday. So that's a, uh, yeah, they really have to know a lot. Shout out to the understudies. Oh, Donna, we haven't, um, we have not yet solidified what profession we'd like to hear from tomorrow at 11 o'clock to find out. Who's listening in our new segment, working title? Who's listening? We did farmers. We did morticians. And we got more, by the workers. way, people who didn't hear it live still emailing us going, hi, I'm also, you know, a mortician. Crazy. A funeral yeah. director, whatever. Um, and thank you. Um, let's see. I was, you know, I, I, I said that because I started thinking of what it's like to be an understudy. I don't know that we want theater people to call in <laughs> just yet. We love you, theater people, and we love the theater. But, you know, it's kind of like when the wrong person is given the microphone for an acceptance speech at the company party. <laughs> you know, they're just going to, you know, everything's an audition, Donna. That's just have to be funny. careful. 
Uh, what if we did something uh, either, I don't want to say it out loud in oh. case we don't do it. Holly, do you have any ideas? Uh, 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 well, have you done delivery drivers? We've no. not. And Alan, a uh, longtime listener, really yes. would like us to do that. I feel like we hear from him a lot. So we could do delivery uh, drivers. Delivery drivers. Or, or anybody on the road, like truck drivers. Oh, yeah. long. What if you're a long haul trucker? Driver. I want you to drive an 18-wheeler. Yes, let's do we that. Got, we got a great big convoy, toot toot, the thing with the arm. Yeah, I'm that annoying person that drives yeah. by you. Indulge me, please. Me too. Yes. I'm like, honk. Oh, yes. It'd be great if they could call in from the truck and then we could get a honk <gasps> at the end. Wouldn't that be it. really fun? So, yeah. okay, tomorrow at 11, tomorrow. we'll do uh, who's listening, <laughs> truck driver edition. Long haul so truckers. Long haul truckers. Call in, preferably from your rig. Maybe they could then tell their CB buddies, Donna. Like, hey, hey, it's Nighthawk, Nighthawk. About to go live on 107 FM. Okay. I don't know. CB talk, Donna. Yeah, I didn't really care for the station branding at the end. I, well, well, that's yeah. how I feel like a trucker would reference us. That's fine. You know, because half the people say, oh, do you work for my talk? And then there's another half of people that say, Aren't you on FM 107? No, yeah. we're on my talk. No, let's discourage yeah. the others. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I indulge <laughs> yeah. everybody. Right. We got a right. train. Fine. Uh, yeah. When we come back, I have a bone to pick with Holly. Hmm. <laughs> like a big bone. I wonder if this... <laughs> can I use this as my get out of jail free card? No. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, Holly's, Holly's got an ill intent here. Donna knows me better and knows what would harm me. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So we will find out. Donna's got a big bone to pick with Holly for a very specific reason regarding a very specific show and a very specific episode. We'll get into that when we come back. It's Donna and Steve on my talk. Hey, guys. It's Donna member of Spire Credit Union. I'll tell you what, Spire has loans to borrow for pretty much any purpose. Spire finances, for example, new or used vehicles, and they make the process super easy. They get the loans done fast. You get more car for your money that way because Spire has low rates. And uh, you have to remember, you don't have to finance through the dealer. Shop around. Get a hold of Spire. They'll, uh, they'll give you the deets. In fact, Spire also offers extended warranty plans with better coverage and at a lower cost than the dealers. And Spire has an auto refinance guarantee where they guarantee to beat your non-Spire auto loan rate or they will give you $50. Just ask a Spire rep for more information. Spire has been in the business since the 1930s. They've got 22 branches in the metro and in Minnesota. The newest location is right over in Golden Valley off 394. Find more information at myspire.com. Spire is insured by NCUA and Equal Housing Lender. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 107.1. Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. Holly Roberts, who's on my bleep list right now. Whoa, whoa, Donna, she's, <laughs> she's our producer. We gotta I feel like in. Holly pulled a dirty trick. Little context here. Yesterday, uh, there was a story about ChatGPT, one of the creators of Black Mirror, which is going into its sixth season, I believe, later this week on Netflix. They tried to use ChatGPT to write an episode, and I said it was a win for humanity and that the episode kind of stunk and just wasn't good. But I think uh, it would have been cool had they been able to pull it off and then maybe at the end of the episode revealed like this entire episode was written by ChatGPT. That would have been a cool reveal, but it sucked. And so, cool, the robots won't kill us as early as we fear. Right. But 
then I was like, hey, I've heard about this show. We've talked about it from time to time. Don and I have never watched it. It's a, uh, it's a show that we have been told by people who say we should watch it. You can jump in whenever you want, and you'll dig it. And so pick an episode. I said, can someone give us an episode recommendation? Mm-hmm. And before anyone could email in, Holly, Holly said, watch season one, episode one. Yeah, just start from the beginning. <laughs> Multiple people started emailing us and, and saying, said, no, 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 not- no, 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 don't. You'll never watch another episode if you watch episode one. They said, watch the bees episode. And I thought, hey, Holly, should we watch the bees episode? Nope, you need to watch episode one. Yes. This Season sounds like one. this sounds it's like setup. hurt people, hurt people, you know? <laughs> like if you've been trapped, then you're like, you know what? Yeah, 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 you got to watch that episode. You'll love it. Let, Sucker. L- listen to this email we just got. Uh, this is from Lisa. She says, when I heard about Black Mirror being a speculative uh, dystopian anthology program, I thought it would be the perfect show for me. Then I watched season one, episode one, and that was the end of that. It was so horrifyingly messed up that I didn't dare venture into another episode. Holly, how could you knowingly put Donna and Steve through this trauma? Because if you watch season one, episode one of Black Mirror... You can get through anything else. You can get through anything else in life. So this is actually my motivational speech to both of you. Oh, my. Oh, wow. So this is your your Tony Robbins moment with us? We're walking on coals, guys. We're walking on coals. Well, it sounds a touch worse than that. Donna, what can you say that you experienced? First of all, I would like to start by saying I would not recommend this episode to anybody not anybody in the listening audience right now. Oh, no. Not a friend, not a relative. Certainly wouldn't sit there and watch it with anybody. You'd have oh, to watch no. it alone. Um, all I can say is that it takes things to a level in which no one should ever go. It. I don't want to tell you what it's about. But you can Well, the episode is called the National Anthem, right? Yeah, it's called the National Anthem. You can set up the premise is that a member of the British royal family is kidnapped. There you go. And the prime minister is trying to deal with this crisis. And then finds out that the prime minister, as part of the conditions of letting her go, has to do something on live television on every network available every channel and it has to be live and it involves something that's all that should never be talked about or thought about oh no (laughs) this does not pass through the steve pruderson filter i don't think it would have been funny steve had you watched i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. <laughs> but I, I still think you should. I feel like as a friend I have to. <laughs> no, Do- no. Thank no. you, Donna. No, Donna. Thank you, Donna. No, Steve. We have a call coming in. I wonder if it has to oh, do with this episode. I hardly even watch Galaxy Quest, guys. 
<laughs> I ended up enjoying that, by the way. Oh, oh my God. Oh, oh man. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll do the bees episode. That sounds... Well, if people are saying watch that, come on, listeners, you know me. You know your Stevie boy. Which episode should I watch? Holly's out for blood. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. Holly did me dirty. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, well, and you... You watch it in the middle of the afternoon, too. And I you did. Know what? It was I a mat- matinee showing. <laughs> it was. It, which is probably, it sounds best. You want as much possible light <laughs> uh, to counterbalance the, whatever darkness you encounter while watching that. Correct. Also, and I say this without any, this is not disrespect, Donna, to oh, you. Fine. This is a compliment to someone else. Donna sends a, sc- uh, a little picture. She's watching it, and it was like, Holly, how dare you? You know, she sends us this picture. And I thought... Oh, Don, I love what you've done with the place. <laughs> and I forgot that you were at uh, Maddie B from TV, mm-hmm. Matt Belanger from Channel right. 5. Yes, oh. lovely home. Mm-hmm. He's got yes. that nice uh, that nice fireplace yes. uh, you know, cover. And you then he's got saying? the TV that looks like a piece of art. Oh, yeah, he's got that. When it's that's... not on. Mm-hmm. And you were you were comforted yes. by, uh, by the corgis. I was. I think yeah. they were horrified, too. <laughs> Still recommend, Steve, that you watch it. I know that people are saying don't do it, but you just got to do it. Mm. She sounds Watch that like, Black Mirror episode. She sounds like the person who would have pushed drugs in high school. <laughs> you know, a bunch of people I say don't do it. was in the National Honor Society. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, that, that would make, make it quite difference. the plot. Yeah, it's a cover. <laughs> Come on. My whole life is a cover. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But I think the show is a good show. Yes. I could tell. I feel like I watched one episode, and it involved two people in a hotel room, and they were robots. And they, in order to do it, there was like a plug involved into an outlet. Like a that, USB Yes, port. yes. It was like this weird, crazy, futuristic type is of situation. Is that your thumb drive? <laughs> now, I will say, here's one that I can wholeheartedly recommend that is not quite as terrifying as season one, episode one of Black Mirror. It's the first episode of season three, and it starts Bryce Dallas Howard. Okay. Love and her. She, and she lives in a culture where everyone is judged on social media platforms. Oh, I love it. Your ranking in society is based on the likes and the comments mm. and the feedback that you get. Oh, God. <laughs> and then, you know, mm, dystopian uh, hilarity ensues. Okay. 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 And by hilarity, I mean terror. Right. Yes. And huh. this, I, I will describe this first episode of Black Mirror not as mm, terrifying, maybe more horrifying. <laughs> there sure. is a distinction. <laughs> there is. You're absolutely right about that. So anyway, nobody ever watch it, please. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll hit you with this really quick. We're out of time. But uh, Pete Davidson uh, sort of surprisingly canceled a bunch of sold-out shows that he had. It said, all Pete Davidson uh, working out new material with friends shows at Stand Up Live are canceled. Um, This is due to a scheduling conflict. All Ah. tickets will be refunded. This just seems a little like, man, sold out? That's weird. Because he also had shows in Raleigh, and I think they got canceled due to the Canadian wildfires. Yeah. Like it's plain, but... This. These are in Alabama, these shows that this are This sounds so. fishy. Annie Hoosel. All right. Uh, when we come back, hey, 10 food hacks that are actually worthwhile. We'll go through them, discuss that when we come back. Donna Steve, my talk. 
What's up? It's Stevie Boy for my pals over at Chanhassen Dinner Theaters. Oh, what a night. That's what you will be saying after you go and see the show. What show am I talking about? Well, on the main stage, it's Jersey Boys. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. I cannot wait to see this show. It is coming to Chanhassen later on this month. So what you should do is go to ChanhassenDT.com. And there you can uh, you can get your tickets all ordered and be ready to rock and roll and really just try to fill your summer up with some great entertainment. That's the name of the game. On top of Jersey Boys on the main stage, how about the concert series they have? Coming up is Power Ballads. You remember, you know, like those 80s big hair bands? Well, these are their final performances for Power Ballads, so don't miss it. Tributes to Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, Garth Brooks, Gladys Knight, and tons more. Coming up, Stevie Ray's Comedy Cabaret. Dishing out last Friday and Saturday nights. You can visit ChanhassenDT.com. ChanhassenDT.com. Welcome back. Thanks for listening. I'm put my fuzzy thing back on my microphone. Please hold. All right. Oh, nice. That was hey, fun. Thanks. It's like old time radio. <laughs> Project Down and Dirty Orville. What was it? What was the one we called? What was that? Orville. Project Down and Dirty. The old radio thing. Oh, um, Orson Welles. That's um, it. Yeah. Um, I was thinking Orville Redenbacher. I, I had a bag last <laughs> night. You mean uh, the War of the Worlds? That's the one. Thank you. Good day. big, big fan of popcorn at night. By the way, not a big fan of popcorn in general, unless it's popped corn in Minnetonka. And it's funny because I am I I love kettle corn from popcorn, but I'm not a flavored popcorn person. And the other day, a friend of mine who's a doctor, whatever guys, I hang out with the elite. What do you want from me? And he came over and brought lemon flavored popcorn and. And and then uh, ew, and, that sounds terrible. And some other like tube thing that looked looked like if a Cheeto hadn't yet gone through the orange dust part of the <laughs> conveyor belt. Mm. And it was me and there was another buddy over too. And I said, hey, I just want to know. This is very thoughtful of you to bring these over. And I said, and I also like you enough to tell you that there's not a chance I'll eat either of these. Ah. So he brought it just as a. You know, just to bring a little something. We're just having beers out on the deck, you know, a little nice. contribution. What kind of doctor are we talking about here? Are you looking for a referral? He's in an emergency room doctor. Oh. Yeah, emergency. Which hospital? How dare you, Donna? I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there well, right now. Well, I'm you. just asking because I have a friend who is an emergency room nurse. Oh, is that right? You damn straight. I'll tell you what. If you talk to an emergency room worker, which we could do at some point, we could yeah. do ER oh, for sure. folks for uh, our Friday 11 a.m. segment of who's listening, but they see a lot of stuff, all sorts of stuff. Oh yeah, I mean there's there's a there's an aspect where they are almost like a therapist to people, and it's become so difficult to get in to see your primary care physician that what you'll find is many people just drop into the ER or urgent care. In lieu of that. Correct. You know, so you're not only dealing dealing with, oh my gosh, I just cut my arm or burn my, you know, foot, whatever. But it's also, I'm just not really feeling well. Do you think I have a sinus infection? Oh, thank you, Donna. <laughs> I didn't say anything. <laughs> I noticed you didn't say anything. When Donna, let me tell you guys how I know when Donna's in and out on my stories. It's very easy. And again, we we whether I'm in the studio or remote, we always have cameras. 
when I feel like I am performing a lobotomy on Donna or or I'm an ear, nose, and throat specialist and I'm looking directly up her nose, Donna, when she starts to read an email that one of you sends, here's what oh, happens. Here's Donna, one, no. watch the camera. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay, go. And then I'm talking and then I stop talking and here's what I hear. And then hang on, she'll say, uh, Okay. And I'm like, well, in case you don't know, Steve put his entire face up to the camera as he's like, reading, looking at the nostrils. You know, it's just a close look of like. What did I say? Uh-huh. And then no, I was listening. A- ER doctor, lots of stories, blah Whatever. blah blah. Yeah, good good times. <laughs> good times have my own. Uh, okay, I do. You know, food hacks come and food hacks go, and sometimes you'll see something on TikTok and then people try it. A lot of times it feels like they poop out, and you think that made a better TikTok video than it actually works itself out in real life. The internet, though, collected 10 quote-unquote food hacks that aren't dumb. Donna, back away from the camera. (laughs) By the way, you should get that looked at. Anyway, um, number one, using a baby monitor to keep an eye on the temperature of a smoker. So if you don't have one of these fancy things. Oh, that's cute. That's good. Then you just set the monitor up, and then you watch the temperature of your smoker. That was pretty good. That's good. You know, why don't you judge each hack with your own individual applause? Sure. And so raucous if you really liked it, and all the way down to a nothing if you hate it. Okay. I would like to interject something first. Will it be long enough that I can take a bite of a protein bar? I think so. Matt Belanger has cameras all over his house, and I think he might be either listening or spying on me, and I'm scared. Because I bet when you walked in that house, (laughs) you remembered it, and you were like, hey, hey, whoa, cameras everywhere. I know, and then I'm like fluffing up my hair. A couple glasses of Chardonnay (laughs) later, though, and you're like, girls just want to have fun. And it's like, whoa, Donna. No, but I really think, I think he could start talking to me at any point if he wanted to. And that creeps me out. I was getting dressed this morning, and I was like, oh, is there a camera here? It's just weird. What's their problem? (laughs) That's just weird. Why are they inside your house? It's not like you've got kids. I've never been a big fan of the inside of the home camera. I don't mind an outside camera for security purposes. Who's at the door? All The yard, everywhere. I'm like. Yeah, that's great. Inside of the house, though, I don't. I don't want to see how I am in the wild, you know? Right. Something's going to happen. You're going to get caught picking your nose on your own camera. It's going to be bad. It's not a good sitch. I put a picture frame in front of one of the cameras. Oh. I'm like, "Eh, how are you looking at me while I'm watching this horrifying episode of Black Mirror? Anyway, okay, go ahead. Number two. All right, back to the uh, second food hack. These are food hacks that the internet says aren't dumb. They actually kind of do work. Eating a hard taco over a soft tortilla shell so that everything that drops once the soft one breaks, the second hard taco shell captures it. So wait, what goes on the... Inside is uh, is Soft? soft taco. Outside is hard taco shell, just as an added barrier. Okay. You, you could do it the other way around, but that, that soft shell, that tortilla is going to break at the bottom of that hard shell. Okay, that's cute. I forgot. I was Thank supposed you. to clap. Okay. All right, Thank go you. ahead. Uh, more food hacks. More food hacks. Mathematically, one 18-inch pizza has more pizza than two 
12-inch pizzas. I repeat, one 18-inch pizza actually has more pizza than two 12-inch pieces, uh, pizzas. Doesn't mean that it'll have more slices, but you will consume more pizza. You're getting more pizza. Eat some pizza. Pizza, pizza. Pizza, pizza. Pizza, pizza. Uh, okay. I don't want to follow up because I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> If there has ever been a phrase that exemplifies Donna and her approach to the majority of my stories. Okay. All right. Got it. All right, so no clapping for that one. Whatever. Okay. Got it. Okay. Uh, here's a hack that works. They say, mixing a few cereals together for variety and to regulate the sweetness levels. I've never done this in my life. I've never taken a little bit of cinnamon life. And a little bit of checks. Okay. Or a little Lucky Charms and a little Fruity Pebbles. I cannot imagine. And as a kid, I enjoyed going through and getting a little bit of Mountain Dew, a little bit of Coke, a little bit of Cherry Coke, a little bit of Dr. Pepper. Oh, Love yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Going to the old country buffet. Boop, boop, boop. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Mix great. And match. Love it. I like it with that. I don't like it with cereal. No yeah. claps. No claps. For easy to eat s'mores, try making them in ice cream cones. That's cute. I love it. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. Okay, that's good. Okay, so you get like a sugar cone. Yeah. And then put all your ingredients in there. Put it over the fire. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Okay, that's that Or maybe, works. I don't think you put the cone over the fire. I think that you would still roast the marshmallow over the fire and then i think maybe they're just saying that you would then shove it into a cone and eat it out of the cone because when you eat it through the graham crackers it all spills out the side and you're a sticky mess at the end but despite what aunt donna just said children don't put the cones over the fire okay but how do you melt the chocolate then i think in the same way that you melt the chocolate have you been roasting your chocolate donna over the open fire because i think the chocolate melts when you put the hot oh. uh, roasted marshmallow. Oh, Don, yeah. I'm going to ask you a uh, question. All right. Honest to God, when's the last time you made a s'more? Made? Never is an acceptable answer. No, I've made them. I just, I don't really eat them. It's just not my jam. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's fine. I always... It, just I, seem, it almost seems like you're pressured into it. Like, <laughs> you, we're making a campfire. We must make s'mores. Like you, it feels like an obligation. Yeah. I like eating all of the elements of the s'more separately. separately. Huh. I don't need to make a sandwich. Thank you. Yeah. See, I really, I, I was tepid on them for a while. And then a couple years ago, I had a s'more and I was like, golly, this is so good. This is really delicious. And if you roast that marshmallow just right, if you take your time, they're fabulous. I'll leave room for clapping if there is any. If you don't have a cake dome, use a Tupperware container upside down. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, Got to be a pretty big one. Sure. Or a pretty small cake. Like a little baby bunt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tupperware. Nice. Yeah. Way to go. Yeah. Way to go. Good Multitasking. Tip. We're only at number seven of ten. All right. Hit us. Using a ramen packet for popcorn seasoning. Barf in my mouth. Just mix the powder with some melted butter and maybe some chili powder. Why don't you shut your mouth, person who wrote that hack? (laughs) Moving on. No clapping. No clapping. Using the bottom of a bottle of wine, if it has a a deep indented center, Mm -hmm. as a press to make homemade ravioli. 
Okay, who's doing that? Uh, that sounds like more work. I'm going to the store and buying those prepackaged raviolis and boiling water. Slap them in. That's my, yeah. There's your hack. Yeah. That's <laughs> the right. hack we're talking about, people. All right. Woo, that's the hack we could get behind. Right. Who's making ravioli at home? That is the most impractical. Okay. All right. Let's get no class. Here come the ravioli hater. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, totally. Steaming your vegetables while cooking pasta noodles by placing a cookie cooling rack over your pot of boiling spaghetti. Okay, yeah. Adding the veg on it. Yeah. Then laying the lid over the top so that they they steam over the pasta. That's a good one. I like that. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Steve. That was fun. Hang on. I have a tenth. Oh. Also, you could have clapped there, but whatever. (laughs) That's all right. Putting a koozie on your ice cream pint. So you can keep your hand warm and the ice cream cold after your breakup. What? Putting a koozie. Like a beer koozie over the pint of ice cream. So while you're eating the ice cream directly from the pint, your hand doesn't get cold. All right, that's not bad. Yeah. That's not bad. Thank you, Holly. Had I done that, she would have said I mansplained it, so I appreciate you stepping in right there. Thank you. You're welcome. Dodged a bullet. I really didn't uh, quite get it, so Um, I would have forgiven you. When we come back, a very, very famous wrestler passed away yesterday. Um, and so folks are reacting to that. He also created a word that Donna just learned the other day and then misused. So we'll get into all that. <laughs> also, there is a COVID pooper on the loose, and you think that's going to be a gross story. It's not. I'll tell you kind of the fascinating science of who they're trying to track down. When we come back, it's Donna and Steve on my talk. Hey guys, it's Donna and Steve here to talk about Tria Orthopedics. We get it. Life can be busy. Mm -hmm. So when your back is out of whack or your knee pain just won't go away, it's important to get treated by Tria. They have convenient online scheduling and walk-in care. Yeah, in fact, we've actually both been to Tria for shoulder injuries. Yep, I went to Tria when I had a really sore shoulder, probably from too much clanging and banging in the gym. Donna, do you know that I work out? Oh, no, uh, you never mentioned it a thousand times. It's true, I lift weights. You know, I hurt my shoulder, and guess what? They knew exactly how to treat me. Yeah, then you recommended them to me, and now my shoulder is feeling good again. Oh, and my doctor was so kind and answered all of my many questions. What I would do to have that kind of patience around you. Rude. So if you break your wrist, you tweak your knee, hurt your back, get treated by TRIA. Yeah, get world-class orthopedic care with no referral needed. Visit TRIA.com. It's why you're treated and how you're treated by TRIA. Welcome back. Donna and Steve at your service on my talk 1071 where talk is fun usually we got some bummer news to share with everybody you ready Steve I'm ready here we go hey if you see something say something oh that is catchy huh time for if you see something say something with Donna and Steve if you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Well, it was yesterday that news came out that WWE Hall of Famer, the Iron Sheik, passed away. Aww. He was 81 years old. His real name was Hossein Khosro Ali Vaziri. He actually was from Iran, meaning it wasn't like the WWE executive said, all right, what could we sort yeah. of sell you as? Who right. do you look like? What nationality could you represent? No, he was he was from Iran. And before coming to America, I did not know any of this. He was a bodyguard for the Shah wow. and a decorated amateur wrestler. 
Before breaking into the pros, he was a Greco-Roman champ. So before studio wrestling, he was a legit wrestling champ. Even coached the 1972 U.S. Olympic team. What? Wow. Probably best known, though, for losing the WWF championship at the time. It was WWF to Hulk Hogan. That happened back in the year of my birth, Donna, 1983. Huh. That really kicked off the Hulkamania era which was one of the most popular periods of wrestling. Think Hulk Hogan in the 80s, oh, The Ultimate yeah. Warrior, Andre the Giant, Macho Man, all these guys. Oh, it was yeah. like so great. Yeah, um, I loved it. The Iron Sheik uh, played like this America-hating bad guy. He famously feuded with, this is a great name, Sergeant Slaughter. You remember yes, Sergeant Slaughter? Yes. yes. And so then you would really have, back in the day, when it was blurred lines as to, is this fake? Is all of it fake? Is any of it fake? You really had fans feeling patriotic in their their vigor of cheering against the Iron Sheik back in those days. Uh, he became known more recently for uh, some of his appearances on the Howard Stern Show. Also a very over-the-top, funny, absurd Twitter account. I just learned, though, that he didn't actually write his own tweets, but the tweets do kind of capture his spirit. Okay. Oh, cool. Um, I interviewed him once at... Oh, here we go. <clears throat> Hold on. Wait a second. I interviewed the Iron Sheik, and I was like, this is at an ESPYs pre-party. This is back when I worked on just a website. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's the Iron Sheik coming. And he came over. My man had a championship belt over his shoulder. So this would have been like 10 years ago, so he's like around 70. Championship belt. And Donna... When I say he never broke character, we're talking the Daniel Day-Lewis of wrestling. He was in character, and I asked him a couple questions. Like, hey, man, how you doing? And he was like, I'm the real. I'm the baddest. And he went into this whole thing. And then at the end, he was like, and bleep you, Hulk Hogan. And he started calling like wrestlers. He really, I believe, had a long-standing beef with Hulk Hogan. It seemed as though that was never... Resolved. Sometimes art imitates life, life imitates art. The Iron Sheik was always dropping bombs on Hulk Hogan. Till his dying day, which happened to be yesterday at the age of 81. So, mm. you know, the oh, and The Rock. The Rock cred, credits The Iron Sheik for actually, actually creating the word that you heard me use last week. You had never heard it before, and you were like, where did you use this word? And I, and I said to you yesterday, walking to get lunch. I said The Rock used to used to say that. I didn't know that The Rock stole the word jabroni mm. from the Iron Sheik. But it's one of those, it was just like a go-to word that I grew up hearing The Rock say all the time. If somebody was, you know, dumb or an idiot or, you know, whatever, you loser, he would always call them a jabroni. And then in a very funny little twist of fate, yesterday when we were typing without looking, Donna forgot what that word was and she typed in our grid and it's still there. Steve Patterson is a Brajoni, which <laughs> I thought I kind of like that just as much, maybe more. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I got a little confused. Okay, that's, that's cute. So anyway. R.I.P. Um, to the Iron Sheet. Yeah. Did you watch wrestling back in those days, Donna? I did. Yeah. That's when I watched. That, those are all the ones that I know, like Mr. Wonderful and um, Tito Santana. Yeah. And um, the Iron Sheik, the Undertaker. I thought the Undertaker, I have a different Undertaker than I think is the actual Undertaker. Like, he almost never spoke. 
He just kind of yeah. looked like a dead guy. Yeah. Oh, that, that <laughs> yeah. was that was what the gimmick was when the Undertaker first came on the scene. It was though he had been risen from the dead. Uh huh. And they had purple paint under his eyes, so it yeah, looked like yeah, yeah. you know just there was no blood left in his body. He's awesome. And then he wrestled for gosh, probably thirty years, and what, like the greatest entrance of all time because the lights would go yes. out, and then you would just hear dong, and the yes, place yes, would go nuts. Yes, oh that. yeah. It reminds awesome. me of my dad. Like um, we would come back from these color guard competitions. And it would be like one in the morning, two in the morning, and wrestling was on mm-hmm. on a Saturday night, and we would just kind of unwind, and my dad would be watching it, and I'd be like, Dad, I mean, this is so fake. And he's like, what? You know, just playing along. And sure. so I have it conjures up the sweet memories. Well, and the, the, the gender stereotype with that has always been, Women had soap operas, which guys walk in and say, you're watching this? You're buying this? Ham-fisted? Sure. And we had our wrestling on the other side, where women walk in the room and say, you buffoons, they're stomping every time they punch. Do you think this is a real fight? (laughs) Exactly. Now to the COVID pooper. All right. I saw this in the morning brew this morning. I thought this is rather interesting about science and how they can track us. Someone has been... This is the last time I'm going to use the word, so don't be grossed out and turn the channel. Someone's been pooping out the same COVID strain for two years in Ohio. What does that mean? There's nothing to be concerned about, unless you're the one who's poo it is, since the virus is inactive in waste. But some scientists believe finding the person responsible could provide some much-needed insight into the disease. They wrote this this morning. Dr. Mark Johnson, a um, virologist or virologist, at the University of Missouri Medical School, noticed that a cryptic strain, meaning it's a highly specific mutation, keeps popping up in the area. He hypothesized that this strain of COVID is coming from just one person's waste. So based on sewage lines, he's... (laughs) This is kind of creepy. I'm so confused. Based on sewage lines, he's even pinpointed that the individual's home is likely in Columbus, Ohio, and that they commute to work in a city called Washington Courthouse about 45 minutes away, which means from tracking the two places where the waste is with this COVID strain and the systems that it's going through, they likely know where the person, the town they live in wow. and the town they work in because they're seeing the strain in both of those places ping-ponging back and forth. They're likely sick and they don't know it, the person who still has this unique COVID strain in their waste. And they want to study it. They want to find this person because this could also help scientists to better understand why long COVID infections happen and how to treat them. And everybody, turns out, sheds the virus in their waste. I did not know that. Yeah, we we hear Minnesota trying to waste water. COVID levels. Yeah. I didn't know sewage tracking was even a thing. thing. It is. I just thought you flush it and it goes into the abyss. (laughs) That enters the wormhole and that's it. Ew. Don't say wormhole no, after you're Donna. talking about waste. Oh, okay. <laughs> don't. You're canceled. Donna, don't <laughs> do that. Oh, gosh. Uh, Holly, are you hanging with us? Yeah, I am. All right. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. When we come back, uh, Holly's going to have a dirt alert, and then we'll uh, go over some songs of summer's past.